Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Ask Amadeus. I'm your host, Marcus Amadeus. Today, we're going to talk about Kanye West and the Joe Rogan experience. It's about a half hour podcast. I usually, if you're not into it, then go to a different episode. But, you know, usually I do the real estate, I do cultural commentary, talk about the internet a lot. But I think you're going to really like this episode. It was really interesting. It went on. The original episode went on for three hours with Kanye. Hard to sit through, but just listen to me, okay? So listen to me. Listen to me. But let's uh, let's start out with some of this stuff that Kanye had to say here. Why are you sad? Glory, glory, the God Almighty. We lift our hands and give you praise. Glory. Glory, oh God Almighty, we lift our hands and give you praise. But picture a hundred thousand people. Love it, love it. So that was one of my just to clip it out. That was one of my favorite aspects. He has he goes into this whole thing about um, what his vision for these like mega church, his his monastery, his kind of cultish church and then he wants to have monasteries with professional singers doing like sonic healing in mega churches and that was kind of i really liked that that was my probably my favorite aspect of it so we go more into it so i hope you enjoy like subscribe there's go on to my if you want to see the visual aspect uh go to youtube it's it's mostly just an obs but hope you enjoy talk to you soon enjoy Thanks for tuning in. It's the Ask Amadeus show, a show where we talk about what I want to talk about. It has nothing to do with what you want to talk about. So just let's get that straight from the beginning. So don't ask any questions. It's like a DJ, no requests, okay? Jeez, Christmas. Today, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan, Kanye West interview, three-hour interview. Kanye does not give tons of, tons of, uh, tons of interviews he's a very out there all over the map type of guy he's also running for the president of the united states and he wants to be the leader of the free world don't take him for granted because everyone who's taken him for granted has been mistaken so before we get into it let's just talk about kanye if you don't know who kanye is obviously if you don't know who kanye is you're either geriatric or you know, hey, who knows with algorithms these days? You young kids, they just listen to little Zan. They listen to little Peep. They're SoundClouding it up. Who knows? But Kanye West, he's a rapper. He's a producer. He got his start producing beats for rappers, and then he became his own his, an artist in himself. Uh, he's a shoe designer. He works with The Gap. He has a deal with Adidas to make his Yeezys. Gap. He's influencing the fashion design. He's all over the place. He's he's making homeless shelters. He bought a giant ranch in Wyoming. I think it's Wyoming. Maybe it's Dakota. And, you know, most recently with his music before COVID doing Sunday service. And he's kind of a one of the biggest celebrities, especially black celebrities, which he points out in this interview, who is very open about Christ and his service to God and how it changed his life. So some backstory 
Um, Kanye is also married to Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, probably one of the most famous people in the world. Bigger than the Beatles, right? I hope not, but you get it. Kim has also moved. They've kind of influ. You know, when you're celebrity, you you do have you have influence that you're not even aware of, and then you have active influence where you try to do things. So like Kanye or Kim, she's been trying to get people out of prison. She's got a bunch of people out of prison through their relationship with Donald Trump. Kanye has an affection for Donald Trump, but Kanye West is running for president, and he just did a three-hour interview on Joe Rogan Experience, which is the biggest show on the internet. It's bigger than CNN and Fox and a lot of these places where he'll, you know, it's been less than 24 hours and he has 4 million views just on YouTube. So think about all the the streamings on podcasts. So just on YouTube, he has 4 million. And when I stepped away from this interview, I was kind of, I, I knew about Kanye. I didn't know all about Kanye, but he goes through a lot of trajectory of like vision for the world what he would specifically do as president, why he he should be the leader of the free world. And I laugh a little bit, but after this interview, he kind of made some points that I was, you know, taking a second guess at and taking him a lot more seriously. More context, you know, he I think he got a he got into a car accident earlier in his career where his mouth was shut and um, he wouldn't know if he'd be able to rap again. He went on rap, made huge albums he also changed the visionary aspect of music videos again with my dark twisted fantasy um kind of attacking some sort of like cultural and racial barriers between white and black and he also lost his mother his mother was a big influence in his life and um she died through i think anesthesia because she wanted to get a facelift so that was really traumatic for him he grew up in Chicago in a bad area, and now he's a billionaire. You know, I think he's he says he's worth five. Some people say it's one point three, but let's let, let's just put it there. He's in the B club. Was it the three comma club? Yeah, he's in the three comma club. So he's up there, self-made. You know, he did do it on the backs of labels. You can't do everything by yourself. It's hard to get to a B completely by yourself. But he's there, and now he's kind of he's removed from the system. His whole philosophy is that he's trying to get out of the impressor mindset slave mindset and he doesn't even nest actually he actually doesn't consider it a race thing he considers it like a freedom mindset that when you get out of the system the system needs total overhaul change i actually took a bunch of notes on it i can't find my freaking notebook but i uh, just watched it last night it is three hours if you don't have a tolerance for Kanye West, this is why you're listening to this show. He goes on for three hours. Joe Rogan probably talks for 5% or 10%. It is the Kanye show, right? We all know this about him. He's basically diagnosed bipolar schizophrenic. Two or three years ago, he had some manic episodes where they tried to put him on, where they tried to put him on um, pills. He really didn't like that defied it said it hurt his creativity um but let's go and so that has a lot to do with it and his like inspirational type-ish genius as he likes to say he's a genius man and he also people don't take him seriously so like he does get a lot of crap when he goes on like the breakfast club or other stuff and he's had interviews where he gets mad but you know joe rogan if you're familiar with him he really lets people talk and he doesn't have judgments on these things and i think this has been a long 
time coming podcast that he really wants to uh, he really wanted to do. And he dropped it 10 days before the election, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, and at the end of the episode, they go through some interesting facts about or actual what he would do as president, which I thought was interesting. But let's start from the beginning. So he he has a real focus in God and Christianity. He has this thing called Sunday service where he would have concerts in the park. If you know about Kanye West fans, they are rabid. They absolutely love him. Uh, he's done so. He's just he's just done so many things in so many different industries and revolutionized him. And he th- says to himself, "Hey, why can't I be president?" And he has a philosophy that we're the the whole system is set up for capitalism and uh, kind of like. Not oppression. Yeah, oppression. That, you know, working class, higher class versus lower class, a classism classism type thing. And his whole philosophy is that we need, as the world, as media influences the world, as media takes over, that your mind and spirituality and cultural influence becomes extremely important. More important than the industrial revolution, which was really about manufacturing and producing and things like that, that we're moving into this new age, which a lot, this is not just his idea, but that the new age of media is completely shifting the paradigm shift of human consciousness. Uh, There's a, one of my favorite authors, Marshall McLuhan, who I really like. He basically was like a Madison Avenue advertising guy who also had kind of like a psychedelic, slant to his writings about how print radio tv he wasn't alive long enough for the internet kind of influences uh the archetypes of people's minds and that we inherit archetypes as part of our cultural and actually physical inheritance through evolution and that just like your height and your weight your skin tone, maybe you have predispositions for, for diseases, that your culture and your mind is also, A, one, passed down as a genetic trait, but then also as because humans are a social being that they it's imprinted on you. So Kanye kind of stems from this. There's also part of his religious thing that he felt that the values that were instilled in him through the hip-hop and music industry were destroying his life he's turned to god and his whole thing is that you know now i serve god and the only thing i hate or the only thing i fear is god so i don't fear anything else it's easy when you have a billion dollars uh that you can just do whatever you want that's great that's fine but you know what you need his whole thing is like you need billionaires and artists and people who are brave enough to change to really defy the system to change the system. And he starts out with saying that we need artists and visionaries in charge of politics. Back in the day, we had Brahmin and priest class way back in the day who were kind of side by side with the politicians making decisions. We still have that with some kind of like, well, I mean, not we, but North Korea has that with the great leader. He they, they believe there's some sort of religious aspect to it. Kind of the Queen of England is kind of that way. And he has kind of a thing where celebrities are kind of in that. We The celebrities are the Brahmin class of America. 
and America's biggest, he says this, a lot of people say this, America's biggest export and most powerful export is culture and influence. And because we have this freedom and entrepreneurial spirit and cultural influence, it innovates technology as well, plus the economy. So it's a unique aspect. And he's saying that we're kind of transitioning into a period where we need visionary artists who are also kind of celebrity, who can dismantle or change the system in a big way. And he kind of, this is why he likes Donald Trump, right? Like he likes Donald Trump because I wouldn't really consider Donald Trump an artist, but he is part of his business and persona is an art. He has this yellow hair and the orange skin and he was a TV show host. He puts his name on buildings. Building design in general is kind of an art. It is an art. He changed gold, you know, a lot of gaudy stuff and, you know, say what you want to say about it, but it is the outsider coming in and changing things. And he's saying that, and it's a bit, but it's a bit, he's more of a business transactional type person. He wants America first. Obviously Kanye's all about it. He's like humanity first or so humanity is the main goal, but you need to address your people first. Right. And he thinks that basically when you, he's saying that his, his calling to God was saying that he, he's serving God and his purpose is to serve the people. And he says a lot of great leaders are actually really like that. They have to have a spiritual aspect to it. It can't just be completely agnostic or completely atheist and have no foundation of that to lead properly. And whatever, if it's, you know, for him, it's God or, you know, other people can have religions or spirituality. It's an important part of really progressing to the next consciousness of humanity to have this type of leader. And he's saying, who but me? And he's saying it's his calling. God called on him. And people say he's an egomaniac or whatever, but he has kind of has a point where, you know, he's in a unique position. He's and he's kind of going on his record. His record is saying, he has a a clip in here. This thing's so long. I had notes and I can't go back to do show the clips and play them. But he had a really interesting thing. He's like, who but me? I've made more deals with multi-billion dollar companies. The day I signed on to Gap and Adidas, the stock went up. I didn't even release a product yet. And he kind of understands like there is like there's valuable celebrity and in not great celebrity like he's a synthesizer he's a producer and he thinks that he can bring people together and understand big picture aspects to bring them together he's not necessarily an expert in things like foreign policy or budgets and things like that but he say hey listen man if you if you make a billion dollars you need to understand you need to understand how budgets work, manage people, and synthesize all the information. So I really like that aspect of it. Um, So let's go into some of the specifics he's actually talked about, which I really liked. One, the Yeezys. I think, you know, I'm not a big shoe guy. I'm not a hype beast guy. But he talks about the Yeezys. And he changed the shoe game for, I think it was Adidas who did it. He had a whole aspect about the $20 shoe. And I love the aspects of cheap shoes uh, that are important because it's such a it's a technology like eyeglasses technology like vaccines that's really important can change people's lives and he's like if you have a stylish shoe 
that you can do for cheap. You have manufacturing and people like them and they're sturdy. That's just a small little thing that can change, has exponential effects on the individual quality of people's lives, which I really liked his philosophy about that. And I think it's true. And I think we've kind of gotten away from that. We get it into these big, big um, philosophical arguments about the gov- big government, small government, freedom, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, dude, we need $20 shoes that people like. It'll change so much. So I like that. It's just a, it's not necessarily a political philosophy, but it's he's talking about broader visions, which I really like for society. society. And because of the way he rants and goes on, his ego, it's kind of hard to follow him, but that's why you're listening to me, right? And then he says, you know, listen, I do have, he's like, he has a good thing. Everyone knocks on Kanye for his ego. He says, listen, I do have an ego, but I am humble. And he's like, I use the ego to serve me in certain ways. And I use humbleness to serve me in others. And then also giving back to God. I use that power in another way as well, which I thought was interesting. One thing I really liked, he talks about spiritual healing. He's like that we're in a place where we, the industrial complex and the way our cities have been designed through the car industrial complex, getting away from nature, getting away from spirituality, going 20 minutes to work, sitting in a cubicle, it's divided everybody. And he's saying, you know, some aspects of COVID have really destroyed people's lives, like drug and alcohol and violence and things like this. Uh, Despair, you know, deaths of despair. He's like, other aspect is some people who have, are taken care of, have a spirituality that has reconnected them with their family, their kids, their passion, things like that. They've saved money. They realize that they've been running down a path that they didn't really need to do. And, And that's an aspect that he really thought was good. Um. And he wants to bring people back together. That's his main thing. He thinks he's like, listen, I do this professionally with my business aspects. I do it with my music to bring together. And then he's like, the aspect of God uh, brings people together as well. And one big one thing I really liked about this interview, he talks about the supersonic mega church, right? He's like, we have athletes. And he talk, I think he kind of alluded to the black condition in this is that he has a, we have the NBA we have professional sports. We have hip-hop. We have music. Um, but he wants to create – he's in the process of creating his hymns of his church. I don't want to call it a church. I mean the church of Yay, right? He, he calls himself Yay, which is supposed to be a play off Yahweh, off Kanye, right? He has – he understands like the biblical – he understands the archetypes – and modern culture and internet culture and how they kind of all intersect. And then he's bringing it back to a ancient philosophy of bringing people together and how we need to change certain things. And one thing he's talking about is spiritual healing through sound and music. So he wants to do this thing where he, he's going to have monasteries all over the world who are trained, who are basically, you know, monasteries are supposed to be, you know, monks of, you know, you have Christ. Uh, monasteries back in Christianity, they brewed beer, they brought people together. They were like a focal point of society. They've completely fallen off, but he wants to kind of shift it into, he wants to make these monasteries to help people, professional singers dedicate their lives to singing. And he wants to have like hundreds of thousands of monks and his whole goal, which he kind of alluded to, but it's pretty obvious if you watch the whole thing. 
his whole goal is he wants to have these Sunday church services and have them in mega churches, like mega, mega churches where he has 50,000, 100,000 monks in these giant football stadiums. And it's supposed to be for the spiritual healing. And, you know, instead of everybody looking at him and his big ego of Kanye as the rapper and I'm the only guy on stage and this is me. He's saying, what if we had mega churches and we healed each other through the power of communal song and sound, which is a really ancient, which is a really ancient look at things. It's something that we, we got away from. And he's saying that, you know, once we can heal the spirit and the vision and the fear through having community support and th- through things like church and the mega church and say what you want to say about Christianity. He's not even talking about, he does talk a lot about specific Christianity, but he does emphasize, he's like the community and the physical therapy of sound vibrations and the communal aspect of coming together through church. I'm just going to change this background just to make it fun. Do we have anything fun here? The new music. And once he was out of the coma, he said that he Remember that. All right. We're not playing any ads in here. But anyway, so he, through the communal aspect of community coming together, and we have community coming together, and. Uh, music when he was in a coma, and that was the album I was playing that day. The communal aspect of that. And then also the aspect of giving people purpose, like fostering all of people's purposes, honing their skills, making them like getting in the Zen zone where your whole life is pinnacling up to certain point. You're always pinnacling. You're always pinnacling or peaking, I should say. And that is a really important aspect to his situation. He's about, he's like, if we can relieve the fear and the anxiety that our culture, industrial age, capitalist culture meets is, is clashing with this celebrity media influence world where it's destroying people's minds and their happiness. And he's saying that if we get back to the community, we get, we change certain aspects of meaning and bringing together that this will help a lot of different things. And even if you want to go to like agnostic kind of occult practices and philosophies from back in the day, there's certain things where, you know, there's that Japanese water experiment where you can hit where that you said negative or positive things impacted how the the water snowflake forms that when you have positive vibrations and positive that you can actually the communal power of intention and focus towards in his aspect god or you know other people say positivity and goodness in the world is changes physical reality so he kind of has that aspect of it because he's a vision you know his whole point is i'm a visionary i see things and i put them into reality so other people can come in and enjoy them which he's got a real point i mean he has a track record say what you want to say about this guy but he he's one of the most influential people of the last 10 years in modern american culture without a doubt so He's got an aspect of it. And then another thing he's talking about, so that's communal aspect. That's just a music healing, bringing the church back together. He's talking about God, but I'm sure he's had, you know, everyone's welcome, right? And he has another aspect he really talked about as one of his main focuses. He wants to focus it around children because also in spiritual and 
agnostic ancient traditions that the closer you are to death and the closer you are, the meanings in the begin or life as a child or older, you become more connected to the spirit world. And he says, he's like, listen, we need to have a, he, he says he has goes on to a, for abortion for a long time and say what you want to say about abortion. But he, you know, because his newfound religion, because having a family changed him so much and he became grew from this egotistical man or a young adult into a family man that it's kind of focused him and he wants to see that's changed his mind. And he says, Hey, listen, I wanted to have a plan a, which I absolutely love. So he has, there's everything's plan B. He goes, why are we jumping to plan B? Like, why is plan B the thing? He goes to plan a, and he basically wanted to re he wants to reinvest the foster system. He wants, you know, he wants to keep the, give hope for families, young couples, single mothers, foster kids, where the family, and he even says this with COVID, where it's like you're stuck in your home, community centers, focus for children. He's like, kind of like Walt Disney, you know, but with more seriousness on growing from a young age, instilling confidence, dissolving fear, and, you know, playgrounds, community centers, reinvent community centers, focus on children, integrated with the foster system, so that People don't want to abort their kids. People, he goes along. I don't want to go too much into this, but he goes into the. He basically believes that the abortion, the black community has been tricked into abortion as a, as a formation of slavery as genocide. I don't know if I believe in that, but that's what he said. And his whole thing is that if we can help, like African American or black people or disenfranchised or people who suffered from the system of racism, slave mentality, industrial complex, hierarchy, patriarchy, whatever, that this is going to change a lot of things. And I kind of think he's got a point. I mean, if you, a lot of people, why people don't have children or they don't start families is the fear of the economic fallout, the support system. Maybe they came from a broken home. Maybe they had, uh, don't have economic possibilities and they want to be extra sure. It's funny. It's like the idiocracy where it's like really smart people are so scared to have kids that they never have kids and the world becomes stupid, right? So just to encourage that community aspect of it. And then also layering on top of that schools, schooling where the parents can be really involved with the kids instead of just giving it to the government and uh, having a support system to do that. He also talks about this is I don't he didn't go into this too much, but just connection, reconnection to the earth through food and changing the food distribution system. He didn't go that much into it on that one. And um, I guess to I guess to finish up here, because we're going to cut this off in a second, is that he all at the end of the let me go to the end here, see if I can play this thing but joe goes you know obviously joe is not talking through a lot of this it's all kanye all day which is fine but it, it changed my opinion on kanye to be honest if you could tolerate him ranting and not having a conversation it's kind of a one-way thing he goes and what would you do as a president why would we choose you like what happens when we have to deal with foreign adversaries and he has a good aspect he says listen i'm a civilian he's i need to synthesize if i have all the information I am a master at synthesizing. And he's like, I'm a genius. And one of my geniuses is picking out other geniuses. That's one of my deals. And synthesizing information to organize like production of a song, an album, an 
an an overall an overall arcing theme vision of an album and then also a music career clothing shoes uh, and he's also even making he's now he's getting into building like Kenyan style biodesic type domes he's that's part of his bigger vision that he wants to make a communities to kind of try it out sounds a little culty but I do see where he's coming from cheap affordable geodesic housing and that you know the system is designed to perpetuate itself and keep their jobs and he had a really good quote about people live under their money so these really rich people uh they don't put their money to work and he's saying it's really kind of crazy if you think about it it's like when you have billions of dollars he's like the more money people get the less they want to for a lot of people not everybody that they want to hoard it so he wants to do that change he feels the mission from god to do this to him um and it's it's about that time with all these aspects coming together so at the end he kind of presents him with why him and not somebody else and he had an interesting aspect he he actually he had a really they were joking and he actually took a long pause and he thought it was funny and Kanye actually he's really in tune with people he's saying that my empathy my feeling and my genius is all together and that he's like people need to realize that there are tons of geniuses all around the world who are being suppressed and put into the smallest problem he had a good segment about the smallest problem where MIT is a factory to, to get the brilliant people to deal with the smallest problems. And when he's like, we need to pick out these geniuses through our school system, our foster system, society, and elevate them and support them. And that's where we're going to get this huge change and not be able to and not put them down and just suppress the system for money. So they ask him about why he should be president. And he pauses. He says, we need to, we're talking about foreign. And he's like, why'd you pause? He's like, I said a prayer. And he said that because, you know, we, we're switching to a whole different subject. It's life and death for people. This is dictators, oppression, war, things like this. We need to take it a serious tone and take a moment back. And I thought that was great because, I, you know, I do like Donald Trump to a certain extent. But he, the rambling, the going, and just off to different subjects without taking a moment of pause. And he said, and I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was kind of powerful. And he said, listen, I'm a civilian. When I have perfect information, I'll be able to make those decisions. Now, I kind of interject and say, hey, you're never going to get perfect information. Humans are imperfect. He also says this as well. But you're never going to be able to have that. Um, and he said, listen, I'm a civilian now. I can't even tell you really what I would do because I don't have all the information. And for me to tell you a a bill of goods and sell that to you without mindfully knowing all the information is a disservice to you. And I thought that was a pretty intelligent, smart response. And it, it goes to the overarching theme of, you know, obviously I'm a specifics guy. I like specifics, but he does talk about his whole philosophy from beginning to end is that our new system, our new paradigm shift moving forward needs to have artists and visionaries in positions of power and help other the, and elevate these people and support them. Not in like an egotistical way, but because listen, to be honest, some people are just better at other stuff. They really are. Elon Musk's all these people help those people break out of the, 
oppressive chains of, he says some systematic racism. He's talks about capitalism. He talks about uh, psychology, uh, the desperation of religion being out of society. And we need to break those people out, give them a support system and really rethink all these things because all of the possibilities are in front of you. And He's like, listen, I've done this over and over again. I've done it in the private sector. Why can't I do it in politics? And, you know, he was mad because people like Oprah Winfrey, who people were talking about putting her in as a as a candidate. So telling him not to do it. And he's like, what what's going on? Why can Oprah do this but not me? And I kind of liked his aspect of that. And then he's also saying that even Chelsea, Chelsea Handler basically responded to it and saying, hey, I need to remind him that he's black and he has, he has to vote Democrat. And he had a whole section about how people take black people for, for granted. And that disrespect, not even just for black people, but for putting people in identity boxes is why Donald Trump got elected, why Kanye could be the president. And that it's, it's true. And he's, he, he wants to break out of this like systematic thought barrier for all people to get to the next level, which I kind of thought was interesting. And the whole thing about this is that one of the biggest celebrities in the world, one of the, who's also a billionaire, self-made billionaire, he rugged American individualism, who's gone down a spiritual path, who feels who has a visionary moment where he, he loves humanity. He says humanity will be one free world. But first, you need to organize your own room. You need to take care of the American people first. And that's what we'll do. And then we'll move on to the next thing. And he talks about international politics. And he says, if you look back in history, the the great leaders are actually, the they think the same thing for their people, that they've been chosen on a mission to better humanity for their people overall. And that certain power systemic systems influence them and but with the internet and with new age hyper information technology and as technology improves that humanity is going to come together and the way we do this is with these visionary leaders not logistics not politicians and they're not going to be obviously people are like you're going to put kanye as a president but the aspect of that it is a visionary approach to it so and lastly, to follow up, he go to his Twitter, check it out, Kanye West. He's talking about how to write him in on the ballot. I'm telling you right here, right now, Kanye West is going to get a lot of votes, specifically because of this interview. We have a barely competent, crony, establishment politician in Joe Biden, who's been there forever, who they're has been forced by the democratic machine and like leftist media culture. We have a very polarizing Donald Trump who has a lot of hatred towards him. He's, he lacks empathy for a lot of people or comes across that way. I personally don't think that, but he, it rubs people that way. And this battle, this ideological battle is going on there between these two forces. And then you have this third force of spirituality celebrity and new media coming in where this guy could come in and really shake things up. And not that he's just trying to steal votes to help Trump. This dude is really 
passionate about what he's doing. He's has a calling from God. You know, that's what it's real. You can see it on him. And people say, oh, he's bipolar, manic and all that stuff. But like, you can't deny what he's done. And this intersection of this troubling, uh, this, the last election where an outsider won, he's fighting against the crony establishment who, in his opinion, has not done anything for black people or people in general, tons of corruption over here. And then this other guy who has a lot of angst and hate and that feeling and he in fear because, you know, some a lot of people accuse Trump of using fear to do that. If you looked at the debate before, Biden does the same thing, that this is the way out. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And I think that it's something to really take seriously. I talked to some of my other friends who I wanted to bring them in and talk about this. They couldn't get through the manic egotistical rants of Kanye. But if you actually spend the time and listen to certain things that he says, it's really interesting. So I encourage you to take a look. If you like my podcast, enjoy it. It's called Ask Amadeus on all podcast platforms. Find me on YouTube at Marcus Amadeus or on Facebook. I also, you know, professionally, I, I buy and sell real estate. If you want to go talk to me about your real estate stuff, I'll do that as well. I cut in between these cultural, I like cultural analysis quite a lot. So I do a lot of that. And then my other stuff, professionally, real estate, call me. I'm happy to help you out. You know, you got a friend in me. So I hope you enjoy. Ask Amadeus. Like, subscribe. Talk to you later. Press press the like button. Smash it.